Hey, Cross Trainers, Donnie P here, coming at you uh, from the Gold Coast, Australia, on a beautiful sunny day, Sunday, July 10th, 2022. Uh, so before I get into this, if you want to contact me, uh, you can do so uh, by putting a message on the chat with this uh, podcast, or you can email me at crosstrainersonline at outlook.com. So that's crosstrainersonline at outlook.com. So that's a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. So what I want to talk to you today about is the signs of of the times because there's some crazy stuff kicking off and it's just going to get crazier. Um, the, the more we live in this world, um, it's... Well, basically, it's not good news. I mean, I'm not a doom and gloom merchant by any means, but the Word of God says what's going to happen. And by engaging with the Word of God, it gives us confidence because uh, God is so good to us. He, he's a good Father, and He tells us what's going to happen before it has happened. That's what pro- uh, prophecy is. Prophecy is uh, telling the future before it's actually come to pass. And the way to prove that it is a uh, true prophecy is to read it and to test it from history and if you do that with uh, prophecies that have been fulfilled particularly the birth of Christ and his lineage and a whole range of other things you can effectively backtest prophecy and prove that it did happen it was real and that should encourage you in your faith so we aren't uh, delusional. We are following a, a living God. Jesus is alive. He's ruling and reigning on his throne. And when he left to um, go and uh, build our mansions in heaven, he provided us with a comforter, aka the Holy Spirit. So God is with us and he's not just with us, but he's in us for those that have confessed and accepted that Jesus Christ is a personal Lord and Savior. So uh, we've got everything we need, but as we become familiar with the word, we understand what is going to happen in this society, and that should actually uh, be a, a form or, or a reason to celebrate, because when we see some of these things kicking off, then we know that Jesus is not far away. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll call this podcast The Sign of the Times. So I think, well, there's some really amazing chapters about uh, science to look for. Uh, so I'll, I'll kick it off with 2 Timothy 3 um, in terms of what it says. So I'm reading from the classic amplified version. So I'm just going to read you a lot of what it says in uh, 2 Timothy 3 from the amplified. Um, so here we are, 2 Timothy 3 verse 1. But understand this, that in the last days will come set in perilous times of great stress and trouble, hard to deal with and hard to bear. Well, how, how true is that? Uh, in Australia here, there's uh, increases in interest rates, there's increases in uh, rents for people that are just renting and trying to put a roof over their heads. Uh, everything's going up, fuel is going up, uh, the cost of living is going up, groceries are going up, uh, power and energy is going up, like everything is going up. Um, and if you weren't a believer and if you didn't actually know what was coming down the pike, then you probably would lose hope. And um, 
this is exactly why people are suiciding in well record numbers and why people are turning to drugs and alcohol and things like that uh, because they don't like what uh, this world is doing and they want to actually um, escape from it but unfortunately the bad news is that if you're into drugs and alcohol as a um, escape mechanism or you don't actually like who you are or what this life is the bad news is when you come off it you've got to actually face exactly the same problems all over again and so satan is metaphorically putting a vice on everyone's head because he is the god of this world and he's incrementally tightening it until people just go crazy and you can see that everywhere with the mass shootings in america and just crazy stuff uh murders in schools and just this week uh, shinzo abe lost his life to a lunatic that had a weapon and didn't like him and, and shot him while he was giving a, a speech and so uh, yeah I, I feel really grieved for the people of uh, japan because he was a real statesman and um you know he he had a real heart for his people even though he was no longer the prime minister he was still very active in uh well you know political matters and state affairs and so forth and uh, he'll be sadly missed and uh that was a real tragedy and um yeah just things like this are just kicking off left right and center so i read you verse one of second timothy three so this is verse two for people will be lovers of self and utterly self-centered lovers of money and aroused by an inordinate greed, desire for wealth, proud and arrogant and contemptuous boasters. They will be abusive, blasphemous, scoffing, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy and profane. They will be without uh, human affection, callous and inhuman, relentless, admitting of no truce or appeasement. They will be slanderers, false accusers, troublemakers, intemperate, loose in morals and conduct, um, uncontrolled and fierce, haters of good. They will be treacherous, betrayers, rash and inflated with self-conceit. They will be lovers of sensual pleasures and vain amusements more than and rather than lovers of God. For although they hold a form of piety or true religion, they deny and reject and are strangers to the power of it. Their conduct belies the genuineness of their profession avoid all such people and turn away from them and it just sort of goes on and on um you know other parts of of the chapter talk about um how um if you desire to live a godly life in christ you will suffer persecution um so yeah that's just a bit of an insight into this world and verse two i, I thought it was very interesting lovers of self and utterly self-centered i really hate social media and what it's done uh to interpersonal communications um it's one of the worst things out there in my view um it does have some bona fide and value uh well valued usage um you know i'm, I'm not completely 100 percent against it uh, you'd probably call me 99 percent against it but um i've noticed in particular this thing of quote-unquote selfies people taking selfies of, of themselves and just being self-absorbed and social media uh, influences and people like that you know and 
I just think, wow, uh, the art of interpersonal communication has really been broken down by um, the, the internet and focus on, on the self. And uh, this is an intentional spiritual thing where basically an entire generation of young people and some not so young has been hijacked by this nonsense, by this, uh, you know, complete focus on, on the self. And you, you can see it with the uh, wokeness, the, the woke movement of the left uh, coming out where, uh, yeah, a lot of young people have been uh, taught that this life is all about them and their desires. And if you happen to say something different, then you're immediately a bigot, a racist or any other label that they want to put on you when, in fact, all you're actually asking them to do is to behave civilly and, um, well, in, in a decent manner. But, um, yeah, they think it's all all um, to do with them. It's the me generation and, uh, yeah, it's, it's just very sad. But the Word of God has a, a lot to say about that. So that's uh, just an introduction into... Um, yeah, what I'm talking about, the sign of the times, but probably the, uh, well, the uh, key chapter in scripture about the sign of, of the times and the end times is Matthew 24. And I'm just uh, flicking over there now. It's where the uh, disciples were asking, asking Jesus a question which every person of faith has really had on their mind. Um, in verse 3 of Matthew 24 from the Amplified, the, the disciples said to Jesus on the Mount of Olives privately, they said, tell us, when will this take place and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end, the completion and the consummation of the age? And I'm, I'm going to read a lot of Matthew 24 to you and unpack it. Um, so Matthew 24 is probably the... Uh, foundational chapter about the end times. I've given you a bit of Second Timothy three, but you can also look in Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter two, the vision of uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, Daniel gave the king an interpretation of his dream, and in that chapter is literally the unpacking of the entire human civilization, all civilizations that have. Uh, come and gone and that are yet to come and will go and what will happen at, at the end uh, when the great rock will strike the statue on, on its toes and uh, basically destroy every part of the statue and grind it up into dust and that dust will disappear and the stone that struck it will uh, fill the whole earth so that stone um, represents the kingdom of God and, um, yeah, read Daniel chapter 2 because it's all about the history of civilization, past, present, and future. And uh, everything in Scripture dovetails with other aspects of Scripture. So you've, you've got Matthew, uh, Matthew 24, Daniel 2, uh, you've, you've got um, Ezekiel 37 about Gog and Magog and what the Russians will do and their allies in the end times. And then you've got the uh, book of uh, Revelation, but you've, you've got prophecies about the coming of the Messiah throughout Isaiah and uh, the minor prophets. And 
yeah, um, it's it's really quite amazing when you put the jigsaw puzzle together. Um, I don't have time to unpack every single aspect of the end times, so I'm just going to focus on Matthew 24 and encourage you to read Daniel 2, Matthew 24, all of the book of uh, Revelation about the uh, yeah the uh, end time events that will happen there. And then you'll you'll get a good overall picture. But read the the minor prophets like Micah, uh, read um, Isaiah, read um, Ezekiel thirty seven and thirty eight. Um, yeah, there's there's uh, spatterings of uh, end time things throughout Scripture. But let's um, let's get into Matthew twenty four and unpack that. So yeah, as mentioned, the disciples wanted to know well when is this all going to happen? What will be the sign of your coming and of the completion of the age. And Jesus answered them in verse 4. He said, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in on the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear, verse 6, of wars and rumours of wars, See that you are not frightened or troubled, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. Verse 7, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. Verse 8, All this is the beginning of early pains, and the birth pangs of intolerable anguish. Verse 9, Then they will hand you, meaning believers in Jesus, over to suffer affliction and tribulation, and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many, verse 10, will be offended and repelled, and will begin to distrust and desert him, as in Jesus, whom they sought to trust and obey, and will stumble and fall away, and betray one another, and pursue one another with hatred. Verse 11, And many false prophets will rise up and deceive, and lead many into error. And the love of the great body of people will grow cold because of the multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. Verse 13, But he who endures to the end will be saved. And, uh, yeah, verse 14, And this good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then will come the end. So when you see the appalling sacrilege, the abomination that astonishes and makes desolate spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place let the reader take notice and ponder and consider and heed this and um, there's references there Daniel 9:27 Daniel 11:31 Daniel 12:11 which are really uh, important to look at uh, regarding that abomination of desolation because it tells you what it is um, verse 16. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Verse 17, let him who is on the housetop not come down and go into the house to take anything. Verse 18, and let him who is in the field not turn back to get his overcoat. Verse 19, and alas for the women who are pregnant and for those who have nursing babies in those days. Verse 20, pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Verse 21, for then... There will be great tribulation, affliction, distress and oppression, such as has not been 
from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be again. Verse 22, And if those days had not been shortened, no human being would endure and survive. But for the sake of God's elect, uh, God's chosen ones, those days will be shortened. Verse 23, If anyone says to you, then, Behold, here is Christ the Messiah, or there he is, do not believe it. Verse 24, For false Christs and false prophets will arise, and they will show great signs and wonders so as to deceive and lead astray, if possible, even the elect, God's chosen ones. Verse 25, See, I have warned you beforehand. Verse 26, So if they say to you, Behold, he is in the wilderness desert, do not go out there if they tell you, Behold, he is in the secret places or the inner rooms. Don't believe it. Verse 27, For just as the lightning flashes from the east and shines and is seen as far as the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 28, Wherever there is a fallen body or corpse, there will be vultures that will gather together. Verse 29, Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not shed its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Verse 30, The sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and beat their breasts and lament in anguish, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory in brilliancy and splendor. Verse 31, And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect, his chosen ones, from the four winds, even from one end of the universe to the other. Um, So it, yeah, it it basically, well, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll keep going. I I was going to cut it off there, but there are still some relevant points. So I'll read the rest of it and then unpack it. Uh, So from the fig tree, learn this lesson. This is verse 32. As soon as it, uh, its young shoots become soft and tender and it puts forth or puts out its leaves, you know surely that summer is near. Verse 33, So also when you see the signs all taken together coming to pass, you know uh, of a surety that he is near at the very doors. Truly I tell you, this generation, the whole multitude of people living at this time at the same time, in a definite given period, will not pass away. All these things taken together will take place. Sky and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But of that exact day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Um yeah, and so forth. So I I won't continue, but yeah, there's um, a lot of really relevant things there. But you you basically get the uh, the thrust of that. So let's unpack a bit of that. Um, so verse four, when Jesus said, "Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error." Well, if you're biblically uh, literate, then that's not going to happen because. As Jesus said in, in the book of John, um, his sheep listen to his voice and they don't listen to anyone else. Um, so um, if you're engaged with the word, if you're spending time in the word, 
then Jesus is the truth. And he's, yeah, the, the truth will make you free. Um, he said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Um, so as I've said before in prior podcasts, truth is not a fluid concept. It's not relevant or a certain way for some people and not for others. The truth is what it is. It's a um, eternal concept. Um, it's, it's like a rock. It's, it's not fluid. It's static and constant and it, it, it never changes. And therein is the definition of truth. Um, if it's fluid and static in a certain way for one group or one person and not for others, then that's basically not what truth is. Um, so we can, yeah, we'll be free in proportion to how much truth we actually know. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if we have faith and, and belief, uh, then we're only going to get that from the word of God. And that's how we get to differentiate between truth and lies, because there's so many promises in the word of God. And um, as we're talking about here, uh, Jesus has gone to the effort to tell us exactly how this society will end up and how it will be wrapped up and uh, what will happen at the end of it. Um, he did that from uh, millennia ago uh, when he was talking to his uh, disciples and uh, even before that in uh, some of the uh, prophecies from the Old Testament. So, yeah, uh, what Jesus has to say is truth and um, his word will not return to him void. So... That is uh, a, a bit of a, a tangent in, in one way. All, all I was saying was that um, if you know the word of God, then you're not going to get sucked in. You're, you're not going to be misled or, or deceived or led into error by anyone because you will know the Lamb of God. You, you will be acquainted with truth and um, no one will change your mind because of that. So... As it says in verse 5, many, not some, but many will come in my name or in the strength of my name, appropriating that which belongs to me. See, there's been a lot of people, um, you know, in in the past and even right now and well, definitely into the future that have misappropriated the name of Jesus Christ uh, for uh, personal, uh, you know, benefit like getting money out of gullible people or whatever it might be. And this is exactly why the world dislikes, quote-unquote, religious people, because they they just see religion being used as a big money grab. And um, I don't sort of doubt that it has been used for that, uh, because I can recall instances that I've seen with my own eyes personally of that very thing happening. And... Um, Anyone looking to make money out of the name of Jesus and to use it as a, a means of personal gain uh, to extort money, to extract money and to just rip people off and um, abuse them, they will suffer for that. Uh, Jesus was the one that overturned the money changers table uh, in the, the temple when he was uh, on earth and he said, don't make my father's house a place of business. Uh, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever. And um, 
he is really annoyed about how people have been misappropriating his name for personal gain and um, abusing people um, and lying to them for uh, personal benefit. And anyone doing that will suffer the consequences. Jesus has never been happy with that and he is not going to change. I personally despise religion. I absolutely hate it. I'm not religious at all. That sounds like a contradiction in terms, but it really isn't. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I, I'm not religious. I'm, I'm not going to you know, go and wave some smoking thing around my head and think I'm holy because of it or say something over and over and over again to, to think I'm right with God. That's actually delusional. And um, you know, Jesus himself, uh, when he was teaching the disciples to pray, he said, don't use many words. Your, your father in heaven's not deaf. Um, he he knows what you want and need even before you say it. So, um, yeah, this is very interesting. So um, if we know the word, then we aren't going to be misled and we aren't going to listen to these people that come along with some story about the you know them being Jesus or, oh, come over here and see Jesus, he's coming to town or whatever hoopla they want to tell you. It's, it's just nonsense. Um, verse 6, you'll hear of wars and rumours of wars. See that you're not frightened or troubled, for this must, must take place, but the end is not yet. Well, right now we've got the war in Ukraine uh, with Russia. Uh, we're hearing about rumours of wars with Taiwan, with China seeing how weak America is and uh, thinking that, well, you know, now is a really good time to take Taiwan back. Uh, they've always wanted to have that ever since 1949 and Chiang Kai-shek went to uh, Taiwan, um, you know, and got away from the communists. Uh, they wanted to have Taiwan uh, from that time until now. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried it because uh, Biden is basically, well, I personally think he should be uh, in a nursing home drinking soup. That's about all he's good for. Uh, in my personal opinion, he's a pathological liar and um, a tool of the enemy. I really dislike that guy and what he's doing. He's pro-abortion and, yeah, pro-wickedness. Um, yeah, he's he's a real tool of Satan, I think, um, just being used to manipulate America and bring it down to the ground. But thankfully, Biden is not in control. Jesus is. Um, you know, because there's still a remnant of the church there. And um, I don't believe it's America's time to fail just now. Um, but that's that's a whole nother story. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, if, if you're wondering what I think of Biden, I've, uh, I've just told you. Um, yeah, so enough said on that. Um, so, uh, yeah, wars and rumors of wars. Um, don't be troubled or frightened because it must take place, but this is not the end. Nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. Well, that's happened since the dawn of time and is still happening um, even now. And that leads me into a point where uh, people go, oh, well, I'm just going to do what I think is right. Well, if everyone does that, there has to be conflict because people's perceptions, beliefs, uh, and selfishness get get in the way and um 
Yeah, it, it, it's just a recipe for conflict, and that's what we're seeing on an individual state and national level. Uh, so it's, it, it's all to do with selfish human nature, uh, but there is an antidote to that, and it's called uh, submitting your, yourself to Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour and getting a new nature, uh, the, yeah, being uh, truly born again, and getting the nature of God and uh, getting rid of your carnal human nature. But again, that's a, a different story. So, yeah, verse 8 talks about the beginning of, uh, of earthly, well, yeah, early pains and birth pangs, just like a, a pregnant woman, you know, she gets uh, contractions uh, and she knows that the baby's on its way. Well, that's, that's what these signs are. Uh, basically pointing towards that Jesus is uh, closer than we think, I, I personally believe. Uh, verse 9, this is interesting, and you can see this now in the media, the left-leaning media. It says, Then they will hand you over to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Well, anyone that identifies as a follower of Jesus Christ is... Um, immediately going to uh, suffer persecution and tribulation and all sorts of dramas. Uh, it actually comes with the, with the territory. So Jesus wants us to just wake up and he, he said, it. well, if they did it to me, they'll, they'll do it to you. And so um, I'm, I'm in Australia, but uh, there's a really... Uh, what would you say, anti-Christian thread that is permeating this society. And it's basically due to the God of this world. Satan hates the true believers in Jesus because we're the ones that are not afraid of him and we're the reason that he can't destroy humanity right now uh, because we're standing in the way. We're petitioning God to have mercy on people and... Um, this place is not destroyed simply because the people of God are still here, but that will change over time. So yeah, get ready for affliction, tribulation, even getting put to death, but yeah, being hated by all nations for the name of, of Christ's sake. And um, verse 10, as a result of that, many will be offended. This is talking about church people and repelled and will begin to distrust and desert him, Jesus, whom they ought to trust and obey and will stumble and fall away and will betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. Um, so, yeah, there, there's lots of tears amongst the uh, wheat. There's, there's a lot of pretenders out there, and I'm not saying I'm squeaky clean. I've got a lot of improving to do, and anything I'm saying to you, I'm saying to myself. But uh, there, there is a baseline where you've actually got to stand up or, or get run over and um, if you're acquainted with the word of God, if you know what's coming down the, the pike and you know this civilization is getting wrapped up, which it is, um, and you, you understand the signs of, of the return of Christ and what he said will happen, then it actually gives you confidence and a reason for celebration because we're on, it's, it's sort of like watching the um, Olympic bicycle race, you know, you've You've got either individual pursuits or team pursuits and they get to the last lap and there's they, they call it the the bell lap. Well, that's what's happening right now. We're, we're on the bell lap. We're uh, 
very close to the return of Christ. The, the wickedness in this world is amazing, not in a good way. But yeah, we are on, on the bell lap, I, I believe. And um, yeah, it's, it's time to get acquainted with the word of God and to understand what Jesus said about uh, what's coming and to get prepared. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting because it says many will be offended and distrust and, and desert Christ and uh, will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. Well, if they're engaged with the word, and if they understood the signs, etc., then that may not have been the case. Um, but yeah, there's not everyone that goes to church is actually a believer. Um, a lot of them are going there to feel good or whatever. I, I really don't know, but there are tears amongst the wheat. You can look at that parable and see how that ends. And verse 11, it says, Many false prophets will rise up and deceive many into error. Well, if you've been around Christian circles long, long enough, you've probably come across people calling themselves prophets. And I've seen that. And I think to myself, well, where's your evidence? Um, I'm going to be like the Bereans. Um, I don't care what anyone calls themselves. I want to see fruit of, uh, of what they're claiming. I, I actually want to see proof. And if you call yourself a prophet, well... Um, I'm going to test you on it according to the word and I'll listen to what you say and I'll take note of it and then I'll compare it to the word and then I'll see if what you claimed is going to happen did actually happen. And yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm not saying that people who claim to be prophets aren't prophets. They very well might be. It's just that I'm not going to believe anyone about anything for any reason. Um, I'm going to believe the word of God and compare it to what they say. The The word of God is the foundation of truth. I can rely on that, but I'm not going to uh, put my quote-unquote money on, uh, on some person I don't even know because they give themselves a certain title. I'm going to put my quote-unquote money on the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, who cannot lie. That's where I'm going to, uh, you know, bank and uh, that's the one I'm, I'm going to rely on. So you just be aware of that. A lot of false prophets will arise. And verse 12, the love of the great body of people, meaning the church, will grow cold because of multiplied lawlessness and iniquity. Well, how does that happen? Well, I believe it happens because people are more engaged with the word, oh, sorry, with the world than they are with the word. And James 4.4 4 says that if you make yourself a friend of this world, you immediately, by default, make yourself an enemy of God. And like I've said before, you can't sit on the fence with this. You're either in the camp of God or in the camp of the enemy. Sitting on the fence will just give you splendors in your rear end and nothing else. Um, and it's delusional. Um, if you're a fence sitter, then you're in the camp of the enemy by default. So get off the fence or... Uh, stop kidding yourself uh, that you can sit on the fence because that's actually delusional. Um, so verse 13, he who endures to the end will be saved. So we, we've got to hang on to what the word of God says. We, we've got to have that as our foundation of truth and believe it above anyone or anything, including our five senses, our emotions, uh, someone else's... Um, <coughs> 
excuse me, thought of 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 the day or opinion or whatever. Put the word of God above anyone and anything, um, including your own perceptions, beliefs, lived experiences, etc. Um, verse 14, This good news of the kingdom, the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then will come the end. Well, Jesus is fair. Uh, fair. Everyone will have a chance. Read Romans 1, uh, verse uh, 17 to 19. Our creation is in front of everyone every day and God gives us a conscience and men are without excuse. Uh, but God is fair and he's, he's merciful and he will give multiple chances before the end comes. He doesn't want any to perish, uh, but uh, yeah, people choose to perish just as he doesn't want anyone, um, you know, to be unhealed. I mean, um, yeah, healing, salvation, deliverance, setting free, being made whole is our inheritance through what Christ did at the cross and through his uh, death and resurrection. But again, that's another subject. So um, verse 15, it's talking about the abomination uh, that makes desolate or the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel. If you look at Daniel chapter 9, you'll see that the abomination of desolation is talking about uh, the the beast power and or the false prophet setting themselves up in the temple of God, claiming to be God partway through uh, the uh, seven-year reign that they have. For the first three and a half years, uh, everything looks fine. But then um, at the uh, halfway point of their seven-year reign, they then show their true colours and um, set themselves up in the temple of God, uh, claiming to be God and demanding that people worship them as God. So that's what the abomination of desolation is. But you you should actually research it in Daniel 9, 11 and 12. Um, yeah, so other aspects of this talk about, well, you know, let those in Judea flee to the mountains and... If you're on a rooftop, um, don't come down and go into the house to get anything. Just take off and and so forth. Um, so, yeah, it talks about how difficult it will be for pregnant women in those days when they have to flee. And uh, verse 21, there will be great tribulation, affliction, distress and oppression, such as not been from the beginning of the world until now. No, and never will be again. Um, so... That's in Daniel uh, 12 and Joel 2 as well. You can read about that in there. But um, yeah, it it shows that it's a horrendous time, a time of great trouble, um, a real, well, literally the worst time ever. And when you think about the things that have already happened in history until now, like the Holocaust and uh, yeah, just numerous horrible, horrible things. Uh, for this to be worse, it's it's chilling. So we we have to really get in the word and understand what's coming. Um, and verse 22, um, it says, If those days had not been shortened, no human being would endure and survive. But for the sake of the electors in God's one true holy church, um, the bride of Christ, um, God's chosen ones, these days will be shortened. So... You know, there, there's a lot of chemical and biological weapons out there. There's 
nuclear weapons, um, all sorts of horrendous things. And it's, it's basically saying that if civilization went on long enough, then humanity would exterminate themselves. Uh, that's where this is all headed. But God in his mercy will not allow that to happen uh, simply because, uh, you know, A, he values his creation and the, the people that he made, but B, that's Satan's master plan to destroy everyone and everything and God will not let that happen. Even though Satan is God of this world for the moment, um, yeah, the the time is coming when Christ will, will return and uh, kick Satan to the curb lock him up for a thousand years, literally incarcerate him, shut him up metaphorically and literally, and um, the kingdom of God millennial reign will commence for a thousand years. But that's in Revelation as well. Um, So yeah, if those days hadn't been shortened, no flesh would be saved alive. Um, And verse 23, if anyone says to you, behold, here is the Messiah, or there he is, don't believe it, a false Christ and false prophets will arise and they will show great signs and wonders so as deceive as to deceive and lead astray if possible even the elect God's chosen ones well um, this is saying that there will be a lot of people that if you don't know the real Christ you, you, you could get sucked in and think that these people that are claiming to be Christ are actually real whereas if you know the word of God you you actually know that there are many false miracles out there, just as there there was in in the days of uh, of Moses and and others. You know, um, demons can uh, impersonate uh, miracles and they can actually do miracles, but uh, they they won't prevail. Uh, there's always a wicked intent behind what they do. Always an evil. Um, you know, uh, undertone to to what they do, whereas God's miracles are righteous, holy, pure, true, and not without, well, yeah, they, they don't have any detrimental impact. Um, yeah, they, they ultimately, well, in most cases, other than in some cases in the Old Testament where various uh, rebels were swallowed up by the earth and so forth, um, yeah, like um, they always um, lead to uh, to to good ultimately, uh, whereas uh, false miracles don't. Um, it, it's often about human agendas or other such things. But you've actually got to test the test the spirits, and um, when when you know God, you you actually are personally acquainted with Him. You you talk to Him through prayer, through meditation through speaking in tongues, uh, using the spirit that is in you to commune directly with him. Um, When you know your God and he knows you, then you're not going to get sucked into this stuff. But yeah, there will be uh, false miracles out there. So uh, verse 25, Jesus going, see, I've warned you beforehand. So in other words, wake up. Um, If we understand who Jesus is, if we understand his voice, if we hear his voice only and we don't follow anyone else and we read the word, we're engaged with the word and we're doing what we need to do, then we aren't going to get sucked in. Uh, like it says in verse 26, oh, there he is in the wilderness or the desert. Don't go there. Or, oh, there he is in the secret place. Don't believe it. Um, yeah, so 
don't don't get sucked in uh, by all this non- nonsense. You know, um, you've you've got to know what's real and what's true, and you can only do that from the Word and being engaged with Jesus. Um, so um, it goes on here, um, talking about signs in the heavens, verse twenty nine. Um, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be dark and the moon will not shed its light and the stars will fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. So there'll be a lot of turbulence in, in, in the heavens. Um, yeah, it, it will be noticed by everyone because when the sun's darkened, then um, that is miraculous for a start. But secondly, it's life-threatening if it goes on for too much longer. Um but yeah, everything will be shaken. And then verse 30, this is interesting. It says, then after that stuff, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the son of, uh, the sign of the Son of Man will appear in the sky and all the tribes of the earth will mourn and beat their breasts and lament in anguish and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory in brilliancy and splendor and he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect, his chosen ones, from the four winds, even from one end of the universe to the other. Well, this is uh, saying that, uh, well, everyone will see Jesus come back. Uh, There won't be anyone alive at that time that will not see it. Exactly how that's going to work, I don't know, because I'm not God, in case you haven't noticed. (laughs) You know, I'm a uh, human being just like you guys. Um, so how exactly that's going to happen I don't know but I do know that it is going to happen and everyone will see it and everyone will beat their breasts and uh, lament uh, you know all the unsaved at least when they see it Um, but I'm just wondering verse 30 the sign of the son of man will appear in the sky I'm actually wondering whether that's the uh the time when the Bethlehem star that the Magi saw, the wise men uh, saw over the manger, knowing that Jesus was born. I'm wondering whether that will actually come back. I, I really don't know. That's just, I don't know, some little thing that I'm contemplating, but whether or not it does or doesn't, it doesn't matter. But I wouldn't be surprised if that was a sign of the Son of Man. Um, so, We'll, we'll have to wait and find out at the end of the day. Uh, but yeah, verse 31, it says, he'll send his angels with a loud trumpet and they will gather his elect. Well, when you read Revelation and other aspects of scripture, uh, it talks about the, the, the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible. That's in Corinthians and uh, we'll, we'll be saved, we'll, we'll be changed at that point. Um, if we are alive at, at, at that time as humans, we will instantly change from humanity into a, a, a spirit being and we will be in that army uh, that that comes with Jesus, um, you know, as the triumphant King of Kings and Lord of Lords when he comes to take back the power and authority that Satan uh, usurped from Adam. He's, he's coming and he's coming soon. And um, his angels and the the saints of God will be with him. Um, So, yeah, verse 36, um, I want to hit on that. 
Um, it just says, at the exact hour, no one knows, not the angels or the Son, but only the Father. But as were the days of Noah, so will it be with this, the coming of the Son of Man. Well, the wickedness going on in this place is exactly like it was in the days of Noah. There's perverted evil going on to that extent right now. Um, you know, so we are living in those times. Uh, but the the Father will give the signal. He will command the angels and let Jesus know and go, right, now's the time. Go for it. Let's wrap this thing up. And it, it will happen. Um, so, yeah, um, verse 33, it says, when you see these signs all taken together, and that's a key thing, not one uh, thing separated from the other, but they're all together. When you see them coming to pass, you know that um, surely he is at the very doors. So, uh, yeah, it talks about in another aspect of Scripture, being a wise virgin, having your oil uh, in your lamp ready, uh, because the the master is coming at a time when we don't know, um, so it's it's all about being prepared. And how do you get prepared? Well, you get prepared by spending time in the secret place with God, personally relating to Him, uh, getting to know Him, getting to hear His voice, uh, praying to Him, speaking in tongues to Him through your spirit, um, yeah, communing with Him, uh, getting to know Him personally, and then. This stuff, yeah, none of this stuff will, will bother you. Um, you'll just go, oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I know all about that. I read about that. I understand it. I know the signs and here we are at this point in time. And it's, it's a real reason to celebrate because Jesus is returning. He's coming back and he's coming back soon. Um, so I could go on with this uh, because it's, it's a big subject, but I, I won't for... Uh, for the sake of time but yeah i i just want to encourage you to read those other aspects of scripture about the end times so you know what's going to happen because god has told us ahead of time what to expect what to look for how things are going to happen and um we shouldn't uh, be uh, well left wondering if we know the word of god and we see these things kicking off then we won't be surprised at all we'll just go okay well Jesus is coming back, it's time to celebrate, but uh, while we're waiting, we, we need to be about our Father's business and get the gospel out and uh, talk to people, lead by example, and um, yeah, be a blessing to people. So um, yeah, thank you for uh, being along here today, and um, I hope it's blessed you, and I hope above anything that it's encouraging you to understand what is coming and what you need to do to get ready. So be blessed in Jesus' name.